Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. The fight with growing confidence. Equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Ryan Treasure. We have another great uh, Finding Your Frequency radio show for you to listen to today. You know, uh, uh, we talk about really cool uh, influencers and people out there in the world that are doing fantastic things. And so we're going to continue down that line today. Uh, We're also going to keep it homegrown here with a little uh, bit of Arizona as we've been bringing you some interviews from some folks right here in our own backyard. So I want to take just a minute to introduce our guest for today's show, uh, Mr. Chris. Craig Coppola. Craig is a top producing office broker uh, in in Lee and Associates 40 year history, as well as one of the founding principles of Lee and Associates established in 1999. So as far as the real estate world, uh, you know, Craig is a rock star. Uh, He's been there and done that across uh, many spectrums and earned a whole bunch of uh, revenue doing so. Uh, And of course, he's also author of five different books. Uh, So we'll talk to him about uh, all of these things today. So Craig, welcome to the show. Hey, Ryan, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, you know, it's a nice time here in Arizona. I got spring training and, you know, the weather's starting to warm up and, uh, you know, it's a, a great time to be here. <laughs> what do you think? You know, you know, I, I, in my earlier youth, I played professional baseball. So every time the year rolls around in spring training, I'm like, you know, that, that was 30, that was <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> right. I was playing for the Twins in the organization. I'm like, Holy moly, I'm getting old. Yeah, but I'm sure you still like to uh, pay attention to what's going on in the baseball uh, uh, arena. Are you a Diamondbacks fan by chance? I am a Diamondbacks fan. I'm actually, I know Ken and uh, Derek Call, and I really like the organization, so I do follow them a little bit. But uh, but I really now am following NC2A Beach Volleyball. How's that? I have a daughter who's oh, an all-American beach volleyball player for LSU. And Fantastic. the Tigers are ranked fourth in the country right now, so I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, volleyball runs in the uh, in the treasure DNA as well. I have a cousin and uh, several other cousins. One who uh, coached at Idaho State University and uh, is now uh, a head coach, coaching at the uh, at the high school level. Uh, she she uh, almost made it to the Olympics, and have a couple other cousins who are uh, uh, professional volleyball players. So that's that's awesome. I watch a lot of volleyball too. <laughs> good, good. Well, good to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, I just want to set the tone a little bit for, you know, what the radio show is about, you know, finding a frequency is uh, about the journey kind of going back to the roots and, 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 you know, telling the story about where you got that aha moment to, you know, follow that passion uh, in, in what you do. And, you know, you've been you know, a, a big player in the real estate uh, game uh, in, in Arizona, uh, doing things for a really long time. So let's just kind of go back to the beginning and, you know, what, what made you find your frequency and, and, and follow uh, the passion of real estate? You know, that that's a, you know, sometimes you back into it back in the day. And it's, I tell my kids this and, and they don't find it, you know, when, when I was growing up and coming out of college, the opportunities to do lots of different things like there are today for the young people that are coming into the marketplace just weren't there 
and I knew Ryan that I really wanted to be uh, independent. I knew I wanted to, I wanted to bet on myself. I had been an athlete all my life, and so I was comfortable that I would work hard. So I I actually coming out of college actually tried to get in to be a stockbroker, and there were three big stock three of them turned me down. So I then punted and went into real estate as a, as a second choice, which ends up being just, you know, the, the best thing that could ever happen to me is uh, becoming in the real estate, getting in the real estate business. And I got into 1983, 1984. And uh, it was a really interesting time because it was just growing in Arizona here. You know, I was, I'm a third generation Arizonan, but I, you know, I, I moved back. I'm from Southern Arizona. I moved back to Phoenix, and in 1984, and started my brokerage career. And and the wind's been at our back for a long time here, and I've really taken advantage of that. Yeah, Arizona and the Maricopa County area, uh, especially since then. Uh, that's that's cool that you're an Arizona native. I am as well. Been here my whole life, and uh, absolutely love everything Arizona. Uh, it's been a, it's been a growing growing metropolis for quite some time, and very fastly growing. I was reading something the other day, like 160 thousand people a month or something like that are moving to the East Valley. It's crazy. Yeah, what's crazy? I just I was at a talk last week, and let me. This is stat that astounded me one out of seven people that move out of state move from state to state moved to arizona that is crazy so <laughs> yeah so you so and, and we're going to continue to see that you know people want to go to a pro business environment they want to go to good weather they want to enjoy their lifestyle and and we've got all that yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that, uh, you know, the real estate market has been really good. I know in the 90s, it was, you know, pretty hot, a lot of cool stuff going on there. And, you know, so kind of lead us through that, that little bit of a journey as you, you know, worked your way through your brokerage and, you know, ending up where you are now. Uh, you know, what, what were some challenges that you had, you know, in the Phoenix market in the area as you were trying to grow the business? Well, you know, it's funny you say it because I, I, uh, my dad was a baseball coach. If you, I'm from Sierra Vista, Arizona, which is in southern Arizona, about 15 minutes from the Mexico border. And he was a teacher, but he really was a coach. And so if you go to Buena High School in Sierra Vista, the baseball field is named after my dad. It's called Capola Field. And he was inducted, in, and my dad passed away uh, early, at, at the end of last year, but he was inducted into the Arizona Baseball Coaches Hall of Fame, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And the night of his induction, I said to him, I said, Dad, you were a great coach. And he said, Craig, I was a great coach. Then my pitcher graduated. <laughs> and and it's so true. Uh, I have been a fantastic broker, but I've been living in Arizona, and the wind has been at my back. So I tell everybody that there is a huge part of success that I have, and I worked my butt off, and I have lots of accolades to show for it. But being in a marketplace that's grown you know, now to almost 5 million people here in the Metro marketplace. It is, it has been really, uh, it's really been a blessing to be on this growth side of the market. Now that said, we have, you know, the other thing that's really paid off for me, Ryan, is the fact that I've been in the business a long time. If you're in Arizona in real estate and you stick with it for a long period of time, then success will find your way. And so I've been doing it now. It's my 36th year. And so I've been successful. And part of that's just been, I've been real tenacious and I pers persevered through lots of cycles. 
Yeah, I bet I've uh, seen a lot in that amount of time for sure. And then, you know, this this space and, and it growing as, as fast as it is, is definitely been helpful. Tell us about what happened in 2008. I mean, that was a, a tough time for everybody, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the first the first real cycle I went through in 1987, you know, we had the RTC days and every SNL went under. But in 1987, I was fairly new in the business. I was four years in the business. I was just establishing myself every year I was making more money and I was looking around at these veteran brokers going why are you guys bitching about this this is great and they were like you don't know you know what I didn't know then I found out in 2008 you know we 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 have a big team we have 11 people on our team we have to feed those mouths and in 2008 the market collapsed and it was when it collapsed it we all thought it was a three-foot ditch. We all jumped as if it were a three-foot ditch. And right in the middle of the air, we kind of realized it was eight to ten feet. And, you, and <laughs> yeah. we didn't have enough stamina to kind of continue over that ditch. So everybody, it hit everybody hard. I think our revenues at Lean Associates uh, were cut in half. From 2007 to 2009, we lost 50% of our revenues. Ouch. And, uh, you know, it's fine. It was fine for me because I've been doing it a long time, but lots of people got out of the business. Lots of young folks just couldn't make the payments. And it was a really bloody time for everybody, not just, not just, you know, our tenants, our clients, our owners, our developers, but for our families that worked for our company as well. So, uh, we made through it. We, we made it through and we've come out the other side and it's been a hell of a run since 2010 you know, just steadily growing year by year. And it's been, it's, uh, it's been a nice a cycle to get everybody whole again. So, yeah. And I bet you had, back. you know, it's, that's definitely challenging when you lose half your revenue and, you know, kudos to you for keeping your guys's head afloat and, you know, uh, marching on, so to speak, and, you know, getting, <laughs> getting to where we are today. Uh, if you had some advice for somebody in the real estate business, right, and, you know, somebody listening that's saying, Hey, you know, wow, that's amazing. What, uh, you know, Craig's been able to accomplish and be able to do. And, you know, I want to go start something like this or go do that. What, what's one piece of advice you would give somebody who's you know newly interested in getting into the real estate game? Well, that's a great question. Uh, we, we have at any time we have three, uh, young, um, millennials that work on our team. And so I have three right now. And the, the, the main advice, number one advice for commercial real estate is to find a great mentor. If you can, if you can go and work for somebody who's been there, done that, that's the best way to get into our business. Very difficult to kind of make it on your own unless you're just really, really good at sales. Uh, but, but for us, we have a, we have a two, two to three year program that we train these young guys and then throw them young guys and gals and we throw them out into the marketplace. But, but being with a mentor is absolutely critical in our business and still, and, and it's probably critical in a lot of businesses, certainly in, in technical skill sets. But uh, for us, all of our young kids sit in our cube. We have one big cube. We're all open office here. And so my young, my young people sit right next to me and they get a hear and they talk to me and we're always conversing. 
So it's um, mentoring is a big thing. Yeah, that's important. Definitely uh, got to have somebody that can show you the ropes and, you know, definitely helps when, you know, your mentor has been there and done that and you get somebody can bounce some ideas off of and, you know, get some instant feedback. And then, of course, you you have some some written material as well that you've created. You have uh, you said, what, three real estate books that you've written as well that are um, a good resource for people to take a look at. Right. Yep. So, so we started, the first book is actually how to acquire and buy, how to win at commercial real estate investing. So it's a acquisition book on how to buy your own real estate. The second one is really what I do for a living, which is lease office space. It's the art of leasing because art leasing is truly an art. And then the third commercial real estate book is a, a book I co-wrote with our founder, Bill Lee. Bill Lee's uh, retired now. He's 70 five years old, I think. And uh, Bill and I wrote a book called Chasing Excellence. And and it's just really stories from Bill's career and my career. Uh, um, you know, kind of some of are humorous, some are serious, some are wins, some are, some are losses. And it's just, a, just kind of a, here's, here's some stories from the streets. So there's a, just in what I, what I've written and tried to get out there for other people, those three books can kind of give you a nice right. balance look at the marketplace. So would you say, you know, in, in putting those books together and, and giving advice that, you know, it is true that you have to lose a lot to win a lot? Um, I think you have to commit. I'm not sure if that's losing. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I sent my young guy a quote yesterday and I'll pull it up here. And because I, I was, I've been talking to him over time. There's a big commitment and, uh, let me just read this. It says, want to achieve a goal, embrace the law of perseverance, do the work that's necessary for the time that is required and solve problems along the way. Do not resist the work, resent the time, complain about the problems. You know, he's been upping his hours and he's resenting the time that he's here and taking away from his free time. And, and I keep telling him over the last five or six months, it's like, hey, I, I'm glad I'm here. I'm putting in my time. I want you to be glad you're here. This is your commitment. So I, when I saw that quote on do not resist, resent the time, I thought that's what you want. You want to make sure you're committed to the process. Uh, that's great advice. And uh, I know probably with you having some of those millennials in your office, uh, there's been some challenging uh, uh, communication mechanisms for you, too. I mean, as a manager of, of people and working with those, uh, you know, what, what are some challenges that you have had, you know, in mentoring some of these young kids? Because I know I find myself at times, uh, you know, having some challenges communicating with some of the younger folks in our in our generation. And and how do, how do you how do you get past those challenges? You know, uh, first, we're, uh, Ryan, we're a dictatorship over here. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, they they get to listen, or or they, you know, we're pretty tough on them. But I will tell you that I have I have four millennials of my own. So my kids are now twenty one to twenty seven. Um, I, I think the key for us, and what I found with almost all millennials, if you, and there are a number of them, a large percentage of them that actually want to commit and work but they want to come in and work and know that other people are committed to them. And so it's not in the old days, you know, you were just the subservient uh, kind of broker. When I was a runner, I literally did whatever I had to do today. The, they ask questions. They want to know why they want to feel like they're committing to something that's got purpose. And so we, we are spending way more time now, talking to them about who they are and what they want to become in their future. And so I, I think the answer 
on both sides of the equation is more communication. And it's the same thing that I tell my own kids in their own jobs. None of my kids work with me is like, is this idea of look, communication, understanding where they're coming from, figuring out where you're going. Those are really important items. And then of course you have to commit. It's a lot easier to communicate like this morning, my young, uh, two of my three young, uh, uh, folks come in and they're in by 6:30, and so I rolled in at 6:30 this morning. We had a conversation with them. I was out traveling last week, and boy, b- before seven o'clock, we're, they're already they're already coached up, they're already mentored up, and they're already feeling good about their whole week because I sat down with them right when I got in. So I, I like to recommend people get there before their boss and and communicate. Oh, that's great, wise words, you know. And moving into you know, some of the other books that you've written, you know, and, and mentoring and, you know, helping people kind of go through the way. Let's talk about the the most recent thing that you've done, right? The Fantastic Life. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and, and, and where that came from. Well, I, I, I was sending my kids like this quote I sent to, to my young guy that I just read to you. I was sending them emails and articles and all the while they grew up and, you know, it's hard to be a prophet in your own house, but I was committed to making sure my kids had goals, they set goals, they understood what life was about. And, and so over time, I developed uh, a series of rules for living a fantastic life. And I, I was already doing with my kids, and so then I just really memorialized it. It was really kind of something I wanted to do for my kids, and then it just grew from there. And so we published uh, The Fantastic Life a couple of years ago, and it's got 18 rules on it, and uh, and then we then we started uh, a weekly blog called Lifeies that goes along with it, and now you know that that blog's taken a life of its own, and I get tre- tremendous feedback from it. So I have this book now, and it ties into the Lifeies lessons that we do every week, and it's been a it's been a really really cool adventure for me because I'm such a focus guy on the real estate this fantastic life thing has become really kind of a life passion for me and helping awesome. people out that's awesome do you have your young uh men- mentees do they do they get involved with lifeies and any of that stuff that you're doing as well you know it's interesting i have two blogs one is i call my weekly bi-weekly narrative and every other week we send that out that's on commercial real estate and i will get them involved in that but the lifeies thing these guys these they're young they're learning. They read it and we'll talk about it, but I'm way, it's, it's funny. If you're really in your zone, I'm, um, people laugh at me. They say, do you write it? I go, I, I find the articles. I write the little lifeies on it and I'm like a year ahead. So I have like 50, 52 lifeies in the queue. So when they come <laughs> out, I'm like reading the lifey again and I'm like, wow, I, I was pretty good. I, I wrote it like a year ago. So, so I, uh, uh, and what I do, uh, Ryan, is I have an article that I like. I find an article that has something on it, and then I'll tie it into one of my rules, like Fantastic Life rule number one is is uh, know your story, right? What is your story that you tell the world, and what is the story you tell yourself? And there are two different stories we tell. The story I'm telling you is not the same story that I tell myself at night. And so knowing who you are and who you can become is a real big part of living a fantastic life. But but I'll, if I find a story like that, I'll tie it in and I'll say rule number one, know your story. And here's an article. We'll highlight it and I'll give my takeaways. And it's just a simple read. It's probably 
less than 10 minutes a week, but uh, I get tremendous feedback and I feel really good about it. So is it a lifey that comes out daily or weekly? What's the frequency? Weekly. Weekly? Every Monday. Yeah, I call it every What's... Monday at 3.08 Phoenix time. Somebody gets it. <laughs> so you can go on lifeies, L-I-F-E-I-E-S dot com and just sign up for it and then you'll start getting it. And I think it's pretty cool. What's this week's lifey? You know, I have no idea, right? <laughs> it's funny because I wrote it a year ago. I don't know what this week's coming out. So I have a team now. I write it and then I never see it again. It gets edited. And I might look at it if it needs a little tweaking here and there, but uh, I don't know what it's on. I- I'll tell you the one I just wrote, though, uh, which has been really interesting. I lost uh, so one that I wrote that probably won't come out for a month but I, I or a year is I lost both of my parents last year. I lost my mom in January. I lost my my dad in December. And the lifey I wrote this week was about uh, a a good end to your life. So uh, there's this, you know, there's lots of people chasing um, anything they can to stay alive as long as they can. And and, uh, so many times people don't have a very good end to their life. And so I just wrote a little lifey on this. And so thinking, just trying to hope my readers think about what do you really want at the end of your life? How do you want to feel about that? So interesting, you know, maybe a downer topic, but I, I want to turn it into a positive one. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it gives you pause for thought as you think about, you know, your later stages in life and, you know, what's important and what are you doing? And, you know, uh, am I, am I working too long? Did I not, you know, should I retire and focus on family? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that anybody should take note and pause and think about. Right. Yep. That's exactly. And, and and so, so that's what we want. We want to think about the end of our lives and that, and again, it, it, every, every week it's something different. Uh, that's cool. It's mostly positive, but they're always positive and uplifting. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very cool uh, uh, thing that you're providing and definitely uplifting and, you know, some some positive, uh, you know, thought leadership for people to, you know, just take pause. Right. And think about a few of those important things that are happening in your life. There you go. Wow, Craig, you've done a lot of cool stuff, man. Real estate, you're, you know, the fantastic <laughs> life, the books, you know, a successful business uh, author, you know, mentoring folks. Uh, what what's what's next for you? Where where do you go from here? You know, I have a coach. I'm in the strategic coach program for a lot of years, 26 years now. Um, and he's Dan. Dan Sullivan says, hey, always make your future bigger than your past. So so I have a great past, but I have a great future as well. Uh, let me give you a couple things that are pretty cool in my life and that are new. We just married my oldest daughter, just got married two weeks ago. My second daughter, uh, Kelly gets married in June. My fourth, my <laughs> last child graduates from college. So all four of my kids will be out, uh, be done with bachelor degrees and she'll go back to get her master's. So I'll have two with master's degrees and two with bachelor's degrees by a year from now. My wife and I are celebrating our 30th anniversary in September. So lots of good stuff on the personal side. Oh, that's amazing. On the, yeah. On the business side, uh, we're, you know, our team now, we have congratulations this 11 on all person that. team. That's tough. I'm sorry. I said, congratulations <laughs> on all that, you know, having, having the, the kids and, you know, managing that and your, your, you know, your time as a, as, 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 as a father and doing real estate as a business and, you know, still having that great outcome. That's fantastic. That's a lot of work. (laughs) 
Thank you. Yeah, no, raising kids, a lot of work. Everybody, so I tell said- everybody, the raising kids has given me one absolute right about other parents is to not criticize them. <laughs> June, June's big for you know, weddings, you, you huh? See the, <laughs> you see that kid in the store and the dad's dragging him down the aisle and you're like, I would never do that. And then, you know, when you have your own kid, you're dragging your own kid down the aisle. Um, the, the other thing that's really cool. I have cool, a five-year-old daughter. We're, we're dealing with lots of dragging stuff oh, yeah. around right now. Oh, geez, right. <laughs> good, good, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, I'm, also, I'm also writing a follow-up to The Fantastic Life. Uh, it, it's got 18 rules, but there is some lots of, I've gotten lots of feedback over the last couple of years on, on actually, how do you make it work? And I, I do a lot of public speaking now. And, and so I've come, I've really, I've really kind of honed in on, on how you actually live the fantastic life and how you can do the messy work of the goal setting and those kinds of things. And so that, that book will probably be out in the next year. And so I'm excited about that. And then I'm traveling a ton. I'm a big backpacker, Ryan. So every year in the world, somewhere I backpack for a couple of weeks and I'm 30 nights a year on the ground somewhere for the, and so I'm, uh, I'm doing that. So I got a pretty busy life right now. What uh, is the most recent uh, backpack trip that you've been on? Well, let's see. Well, last week I was out in the superstitions, but I, but uh, my last big one last summer we hiked the Dolomites, which is the Italian Alps, called Aldvia Two, uh, which is north to south. Start in Austria, end in, in Italy, through the entire mountain range. This summer we're going to start on the eastern border in Liechtenstein in Switzerland and hike all the way to Geneva on the western border. So we do some pretty cool trips. We've been all over the world. I got a couple of buddies that go with me and it's uh, awesome. It's kind of one of my fun things I do every year. And then on the weekend, you're out there at the lost Dutchman trying to find the gold, huh? <laughs> there you go. I wish I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I've been out there backpacking twice, three times this year solo. And uh, one time there's some, there's mines all over, but I hiked up to this mine to see what's in there. But you know, you never know. You never know. I could find it. Yeah, have you seen the uh, the TV show that they did uh, here locally on the Lost Dutchman's Mine? They had like a group of no. guys. Yeah, you should uh, do do a Google search and check it out. If you've been hiking up there, you'll find that TV show super interesting. I think they just did one season. You know, I think it was maybe ten or twelve episodes. But uh, all, all four of these different guys from you know Southern Arizona and that area over there get together, and you know they they track down the you know the the family, which is like a Peralta family, who you know was supposedly a tied into this they had like a stone carved map that they were looking at it's really interesting stuff uh, and then you know I, I will, you gotta check uh, it out good i was telling somebody ryan that i've spent six months i've spent six months of my i'm 57 years old but six months of my life i've been in the superstitions because i've i'm out there all the time and another six months of my life i've been in in the grand canyon because i go to the grand canyon at least once or twice a year and so i've got some really i feel really good about living in Arizona and being in Arizona and being in the soups and also in the grand Canyon, um, backpacking. It's very fun. Yeah. That's awesome. That, uh, trip to have a soup by falls is a, is a, is an amazing yeah. hike. That's cool. <laughs> 
Well, hey, yeah, I want to thank cool. you for your time, Craig. Uh, you know, thank you for joining us on Finding a Frequency and kind of just, you know, giving us the 411 on Craig and what you've been working on and all of your real estate adventures. I got one last question for you. Um, you sure. know, with, with you being a thought leader in, in, in the space and knowing as much as you know, do any of us who live here in Arizona or in the nation, do we, do we need to be prepared for another 2008 or do you think we have uh, a little bit of a runway here? Well, I think I think we're positioned Arizona for the first time in in the law and since I've been doing this 36 years, we are positioned really good for the rest of the economy in the country. Now, if the country gets a cold, we're gonna we're you know gets the flu, we're gonna get a cold as well. But uh, let me just kind of give you some positives that are going on. One, I told you that we get all the immigration. One out of seven people moving moves to Arizona. So when you have that in migration, that means that you can. You can attract businesses that don't because you know we're full employment across the U.S. So if you open an office here, somebody will move here, which is great. Number two, we have a really pro-business environment, and the re-election of Governor Ducey is a great thing for the state because he's pro-business, understands it. I've 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 worked with him on a number of different opportunities, and he's he's the best. So we have great government. We have great weather. We obviously do. And then, and then finally, which I think most people have forgotten, over the last seven or eight years, all of our growth in the, la- in the first 30 years of my business was on growth. Home builders, mortgage companies, we were all selling each other on the growth, and that's, that's, where our, that's why we had such highs and lows. The la- this cycle, first cycle in my career, has been really based on a diversified growth. We've got a huge tech in migration. Almost 35% of all the net absorption in office has been tech companies and growing tech companies. The second thing is we are just sucking tenants out of California like crazy <laughs> because they, they, they oh, if yeah. you listen to Doug Ducey, he'll tell you, he says, we are getting all these people, but I couldn't have done it without my partner. I want to thank Governor Jerry Brown because the California, it just doesn't want those businesses. <laughs> and so we are getting all kinds of California businesses. And People I'll tell you what they're doing, Ryan. The taxes, they're coming man, here planting over a there. flag. They're planting a flag, and then they're growing here. And they're growing and growing and growing. Uber came here with 10,000 square feet, and they're up to 60,000 square feet. I mean, they keep growing. And so it's been really, it's a really good time. So I, to answer your question shorthand, uh, we've got another year or two run on this, and I think if we do have a recession, it'll be minor. Nothing like we saw in 2008. Well, that's definitely promising. Uh, we appreciate all of your feedback and your time today, and thanks for sharing your story with our listeners. Awesome, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Say hi to Jeff for me. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to another episode of Finding Your Frequency. Big thanks to Craig Coppola for joining us and uh, having a discussion on all things real estate and life. Uh, We appreciate all his time. Coming up next, we're going to talk to power players Jay and Michelle Macklin, co-owners of Platinum Living Realty.